I've been having some crazy dreams all through the night for about a week now. And today I want to talk about boundaries with spirit. This is a topic that so many of you have asked me to talk about. But you know, if I'm going to be talking about boundaries, we're going to have to talk about earth plane boundaries too. Stay tuned to talk about all things boundaries with your spirit guides and your intuitive messages coming up in a minute. Welcome to Spiritual and Ambitious. I'm your host, Whitney McNeil. I'm a certified medium and spiritual teacher, and I help spiritual and ambitious souls just like you live your life purpose through your career and attract abundance by connecting into your intuition and spirit guide. Let's get spiritual and ambitious. All right, so we're talking about boundaries. Now, one of the first signs that you need to have boundaries with spirit is if you are waking up in the middle of the night hearing things, or you are dreaming just wild dreams over and over and over. Now, that's okay if you're dreaming wild dreams. It can be releasing and processing. It can be astral traveling, which I'll talk about in a moment. But it's important that you clean your house energetically. So with your spirit guides, you need to have a conversation with them and say, hey, it's time. Let's create some boundaries so that I can clearly talk to you without you just interrupting my sleep patterns. So it comes down to spirit communication and communicating with your guides. So let's talk about that. I always encourage my students inside of Intuition Abundance Academy to make sure that they are leaving at least five to 15 minutes each day to talk to their spirit guides. During this time, you can talk to your spirit guides out loud or with your inner reading voice and the intention that they go ahead and they pick it up. Or you can just allow that five to 15 minutes each day for them to give you messages. I truly believe communication is a two-way street. So you can talk to them. Hey, my spirit guides, I'd really like for you to come through here and to really talk to me about you know what's going on, to give me some advice. Or you can say, thank you for being here. And I really appreciate you showing me that you're here, but let's create some different boundaries. So you can talk to them during your five to 15 minutes each day and then let them talk to you. And them talking to you is where it's really important for you to develop your intuitive language. So if you find yourself being woken up, maybe you're seeing things when you wake up, maybe you hear things, you know things, you feel things, maybe it's all of the things, then this is that clear sign where you need to chat with your guides and get more boundaries set up. Also, clear the funk. Got to clear the funk. So what does that mean? Well, through emotions, through physical clutter, through holidays, just living, right? We get energy funk or you can call it dust if you want because you think of it, you know, you keep your house pretty clean, but then you've got energetic junk and funk that just comes in and just stays just like, you're cleaning your house physically. So when you're cleaning your house physically, 
you can set the intention that as you're cleaning your house, you're also cleaning out the energy too. Or one of my favorite things to do is sacred frankincense. Actually, I love sacred frankincense for several different reasons. One, it just smells divine to me. And two, it really cuts through the funk and helps to clear out and create a sacred space. So whenever I used to do readings, I would always have sacred frankincense on in the diffuser. Or sometimes I would choose a sacred frankincense roll-on too. I'm going to be talking about some oils today because they're actually really helpful in my routine. And the link, by the way, to my favorite oils is messengerspirit.com forward slash oils. We'll put it in the show notes. However, sacred frankincense, you can put it in the diffuser. There's a roll-on oil that you can buy or you can dilute it. And it really helps to clear out any of that energetic stuff that's been built up. So when you start hearing your name being called over and over and over, or you might see a figure when you wake up, it's always good to clear out your energy. Now, you can talk to your spirit guides and ask them, is this you? Are you here to help me? And they might just be showing themselves a little bit more prominently, which is great, but you definitely deserve a great night's sleep. You definitely need to have that communication with them. If you are astral traveling, so astral traveling is you leaving your body while your body still sleeps, like you're still connected, but your spirit's leaving the body and you're learning things, you're being shown things, your spirit guides are taking you to places. And oftentimes when you come back into your body, if you're not used to it, you wake up or you'll kind of hear almost like feeling like a boom or hearing like a boom, or it almost feels kind of shaky. Your spirit's just coming back into your body. So with astral travel, you also don't get a whole great night's sleep. So you need to talk to your guides about those boundaries. Now, let's talk about boundaries when you're out at the grocery store or just with regular friends and family communication. Sometimes you get a strong intuitive feeling or a hunch or a knowing that you just want to say something to somebody. Let's talk about boundaries that with that too. So oftentimes, if you're just getting to know your intuition or you're developing it, it can be really fun to want to deliver messages, which by the way, delivering in your intuitive messages to somebody else's mediumship. So intuition is you communicating with spirit for your own benefit. Mediumship is communicating with spirit and delivering those messages to somebody else. So if you're out in the grocery store, you want to tell your friends and family that, and that's mediumship if you're delivering it to them. So I recommend that you talk, though, to your spirit guides and tell them who you're okay giving messages to and who you're not okay giving messages to. I am not a big fan of you going to the grocery store and delivering messages to random people. Now, that's your choice. But as a teacher, I truly have found so much more benefit in making sure that you're only giving messages to someone who's asked to receive messages and if you're okay in your boundaries. So that's why it's really important to have those five to 15 minutes each day where you're connecting into your spirit guides and then you can write down what they're saying so you can then go back to what you've written down for validation later and really find this intuitive practice for yourself or 
find an outlet regularly that you can give people other messages. So something inside of Intuition Abundance Academy is we have what we call intuitive play days. I also have this in Aligned, uh, which is my membership for my alumni who are in Intuition Abundance Academy. And inside there, we get together and I will partner them up so that they can give each other messages. So if you've got an outlet, it's great so that that energy and that excitement can blossom in a safe environment versus talking to people randomly at the shopping mall or wherever you are. Oftentimes, it is not well received by family and friends. And I do not recommend delivering messages to family and friends at all because of a lot of reasons. One is you need to be the family member or the friend instead of the medium that people go to for advice all the time. What happens in families is they then give you the responsibility of you know, predicting something or to tell them what to do because they don't want to take that responsibility. And then whether that thing happens or doesn't happen, or if they're happy about it or not happy about it, then they end up kind of looking at you like you said this or you said that. So it's really important to keep that. Also too, your friends and family might not truly believe your ability and they just think that this is a way that you might be manipulating the situation to you know, give a desired outcome, like your opinion in some way. And we don't want that. I know that if you are out there and you're listening, you're ethical, you're going to give messages that you're only getting from spirit. But I would totally tell every single person that's ever worked with me, don't give messages to your friends and family. So with that, that's another way to set boundaries. You talk to your spirit guides and you say, I only want to receive messages for myself. If there's an emergency, then you can, you know, and I really need to get a message to somebody, then let me know. But those emergency messages should be few and far between, okay? So those are two ways to set boundaries. After this break, I'm going to come back and give you some more ways. This episode is sponsored by my free Spirit Guide Masterclass. Inside, you'll learn the five C's of Spirit Guide communication, your role with your Spirit Guides two proven effective strategies to stop second-guessing yourself and your intuition, and the single most important step to understand your intuitive guidance, along with four ways to perceive your spiritual intuitive messages. You'll also be getting a workbook to go through this class as well. You can join at messengerofspirit.com forward slash free class. As a professional psychic medium, I've done tens of thousands of readings but I felt a call to move more fully into teaching intuition, but I still get so many requests about doing readings. So while I don't do readings anymore, I have brought in some very trusted colleagues who are now available for live one-hour readings on Zoom. If you would like to book your psychic medium reading, go to messengerofspirit.com forward slash appointments to see our available readers and schedule your Zoom reading today. All right, we are back talking about boundaries and spirit. So one of the ways to set boundaries in your spiritual world so that you're not getting messages everywhere and every day and every time of the night, pretty much it boils down to talking to your guides and letting them know when who, 
and where you're okay to get intuitive messages. I totally recommend that you only have a conversation with your guides every day so that you're getting the messages intuitively from your guides during that time every day. And you're not just getting them kind of willy-nilly like whenever during the day. If you're just getting them whenever during the day, then you're not truly going to be able to trust them because it's going to come through when you're thinking about a work project. It's going to come through when you're thinking about something else. And so you're not going to truly understand that it is an intuitive message. So making time five to 15 minutes each day to talk to your spirit guides, it can be in the morning, it can be at night, it can be in the middle of your day. I have students that attach it to consistent activity. So after you're done with your morning run or after you are done with brushing your teeth, that's okay too. So finding a time to talk to your guides, talk to them, and then ask for their messages or anything that they want to share during that time as well. So one big way to set boundaries is literally setting boundaries on the earth plane. Take inventory. Is there anybody in your life that you feel is kind of sucking your energy dry? Is there anybody in your life that you feel you don't have boundaries with that maybe have access to you all day, every day, or perhaps you are feeling like, oh my gosh, they're everywhere. I just need some alone time. It's okay if this is one of your children, if it's your spouse, doesn't mean that they're bad people. It just means that you've allowed them access to you. Now, some of these people might feel very draining because maybe they're negative. Maybe they are a family member or a coworker that you know you have to sit next to or something of that sort where you're just feeling, oh, <laughs> every time they talk to you. And sometimes it's, I love this person, but like, I'm so tired. They have so much more energy than I do. Setting boundaries for yourself and having alone time and saying the word no, just no, 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 I'm not able to do that without an explanation or no, I'm, I'm not able to X, Y, Z, whatever that is, or thank you for the invitation. I'm not able to do X, Y, Z. Whatever works for you, I would encourage you to start practicing no, like how you want to say it. No, thank you. Now, when it comes to family, those that you're living with, especially, you'll have to kind of set some rules up in your home that work for you. So one of the biggest things that worked for me when we had our child living in our house is I needed at 10 o'clock at night not to come out of your room. Like no matter if you're 18 years old, don't come out of your room, please, after 10 p.m. And I, that's what it was. It was 10 p.m. Because I needed to be able to just walk to the living room or the kitchen or the bathroom without feeling like I was kind of energetically attached. Like, hey, so I'm an introvert. And that means I recharge by myself. And I know many of you out there, you probably can identify with that. It's totally okay if you're an extrovert, of course, but I needed to just think. I'm like, I just need to think. So if I'm with my spouse in one room and I just need to go get a drink in the kitchen and then my child comes out and starts talking to me, it's like, oh my God, I just needed a minute. 
So whatever that is in your household, you might want to think about, hey, when this door is closed, this means I'm not available unless it's an emergency. Or when the sign is up, you know, I'm doing something important. So I just need you to give me 45 minutes. Or maybe you just want to communicate with your spouse, hey, 45 minutes, I just need some alone time or time to think or time to plan or whatever you want to say. It's just whatever it is that you need to recharge. With your family that doesn't live with you or your friends, you may have to find some some parameters as well. And you don't necessarily have to communicate those parameters. It can be you. I'm going to stop checking my phone after 5 p.m. or I'm going to stop being on social after 3 p.m. or whatever that is for you so that you know, okay, I have a reprieve. If you want to communicate with them, those boundaries too of, hey, I usually don't have my phone on after 5 p.m. or something like that. Hey, they understand when they're going to be able to reach you and when they're not. I'm just choosing these times randomly, but you, of course, make it your own. Why does this work? Well, the more that we set boundaries in the physical realm, the more our spiritual realm is affected too, because we are manifesting literally our boundaries on the earth plane. We've thought about them in the spiritual and the mental body. And we are making that a reality by implementing it through action. So the more that we are doing this, it reflects in our communication and what we're willing to do and taking the inspired action in the spiritual plane too. We are really thinking about those boundaries in our mind. And you can also ask your spirit guides to help you with these boundaries too and ask them to help reinforce that too as well. So your protector guide is one of the guides that helps you buffer your energy. So let's say you're going into work and you've got a coworker, or let's say that you have a client. Now I'm going to encourage you, you spiritual entrepreneur, if you're listening or your spiritual wannabe entrepreneur and you, you're aspiring to be one, when you're taking on clients, let's only have clients that are aligned to you. So let's say that. But let's say that you said yes, and you have a client who requires a large amount of energy. If that is the case, then understanding, talking to your, yourself and your spirit guides, hey, please help me know what to say and how to say it when I'm delivering this message to XYZ. And asking your guides to buffer your energy. So if you're with someone that requires a large amount of energy, you know, if you're a caretaker, if you are a healer and you're working with someone who has gone through a traumatic process, they have less energy. So it's a natural energetic fill, like they're they're kind of looking for energy to fill them up. So making sure that you're talking to your protector guide and saying, hey, please help to buffer my energy when I'm with XYZ person so that I am maintaining my energy boundaries. And though I am helping them, I am not available to give them my personal energy. So if you're a Reiki healer, Reiki can flow through you to that person, but you're not giving your energy because you don't want your energy depleted. And you have to put that oxygen mask on yourself first before you help somebody else which means you cannot be giving them your energy as you're working on their healing, no matter what profession that you're in. Now, boundaries too, you know, in business and in your career, 
So of course, if you're an entrepreneur, you need to have policies, right? So you have a disclaimer or return policy, those types of things. I have them in place. And you'll always get challenged in some place on your boundaries, whether it's your time, whether it's your policy, whether it is the boundary that you set up. It's important for you to maintain that balance and who you are and your boundaries so that you have created the safe space to help people. And really, when you stay in that safe space and you've got that oxygen mask, which I'm putting air quotes in, you are replenished so that you are going to be more available to help other people. The more that you set boundaries, the better you're going to be to help other people. So if you're someone that has trouble setting boundaries, knowing this policy is in place to protect me and to protect this other person as well. If you have to implement your boundaries with your family, knowing that the more I implement my boundaries, the more that I am creating safe space, the more I can help people. And when you implement your boundaries, it teaches the other person a lesson as well. Who knows if they choose to actually accept it, but it's a great opportunity for them to understand that it's okay for them to have boundaries too, which is really nice and really helpful. So how do you use your intuition in your business And how do you have these boundaries when you're there, right? So making intuitive decisions, I think, is really, really key and important. Really developing your intuitive language and clearing your mind. And the more that you create these boundaries, the more you will feel settled in your decision making. And while you're there, if you're surrounded by other people's energy, or even if you're an entrepreneur by yourself, like working from home, Really sitting in your energy and your space and making decisions from your intuition, not 100% while you're in front of other people. I always recommend to take three days to make an intuitive decision. And hopefully you're not around people all the time in those three days because their energy could possibly affect you. So I'm going to give you a tip before we close. One of the things that I teach inside of Intuition Abundance Academy is the aura bubble. So one of the things that you can do is take a few moments, even if you're in front of somebody, this will work too. It can take, you know, a few seconds or you can spend 10 minutes on it. It's up to you. Really take a moment, tune into your core of who you are and just choose a color, a color that feels like your energy that represents you in the moment. You could even ask your spirit guides, what color do I need around me right now? And then feel it inside of who you are and then just breathe that color out through the center of your body. See that color, visualize it, know it, feel it. You can even hear it and speak it if you want to. Feel that color, visualize it, breathing and growing and glowing brighter with each breath until it is about two feet in every direction above you, below your feet. So like below the ground level in every direction. And then once you feel yourself inside of this bubble of light, you can intend that the edges of this bubble of light be a little bit harder, like a filter. So good things can come in, but heavy things just bounce right off. And that trick is what I call the aura bubble. And the more that you can do this aura bubble in your workday, this creates a boundary. So it literally is creating a boundary of this is my space, right? This is my space and that's your space. 
And so you've got this created space, even if you're in a crowded elevator. You have this, even if you are feeling, I've got everybody else in front of me and how do I make a decision? So knowing that this right here is a great way to create a boundary. And the more, again, that you create these boundaries and you operate within them, the more that spirit gets that message too. So just to recap, communicate with your guides when it's okay to talk with spirit, when it's not. And you also have to make a decision on the earth plane of this is my space. This is my time. Who am I willing to give a message to and who am I not? And I know that you're a healer out there. I know that you want to help other people or you wouldn't be listening, but it's going to be important to say no. Sometimes we're like, but I have this ability. Everybody's got this ability. And so sometimes we're like, I have it. I have to give the message to somebody else because I've got this ability and they don't. Recognize everyone has this ability and everybody can tune into it for themselves. And so sometimes when you give a message to somebody else, you can be doing a disservice because you're not giving them an opportunity to learn how to connect in for themselves or how to become more aware. And know though that we have emergencies where we feel like we need to give a message as well. So boundaries are important and boundaries are helpful. Now, an added tool that I'd love to tell you about is tea tree oil. This has been so helpful. So I use a tea tree oil roll-on. It's diluted and with a carrier oil. And this tea tree roll-on, I will put from my sternum down to my stomach and down from my back. So pretty much the torso. And I will tell you, it really helps to create an energy buffer and boundary when you are an empath. Now, the downside is this tea tree oil can feel like it kind of blocks out some of that empathic ability. So I wouldn't recommend wearing it all the time, but it can be so, so helpful. So I'm going to give you the link. You can go to messengerspirit.com forward slash oils and find the tea tree oil roll on there. Also my favorite oils for chakra opening too. All right. So if you want to learn more about your intuitive language and how you're getting messages, I'd love for you to check out messengerofspirit.com forward slash quiz. Until the next episode, here's to staying spiritual and ambitious. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And if you loved it, would you please share it with a friend? I would also love your review and a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find me at messengerspirit.com and you can take the four intuitive languages quiz and find show notes there too. If you want to connect on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, you can find me at messenger of spirit. If you want to continue the conversation, join my free Facebook group at messengerofspirit.com forward slash group. I'll meet you right here next week. Here's to staying spiritual and ambitious. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.